the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Chipmunks roasting on an open fire. Hot sauce dripping from their toes. (laughs) Yuletide squirrels, fresh filleted by the choir. They poked hot skewers through their nose. Good morning, everyone. You found Financial Food Thought. Got Mark Dolly and Carrie Waddell. Christmas season is upon us, Carrie, right? It is. Got your shopping done? No, not even close. So we've got the, uh, don't look now, but it's getting close, right? Yeah, did you get your tree up? The tree is up. It's not decorated yet. Okay. Um, small tree, very expensive. Did you get a real one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I told, They've gone up a lot. <laughs> I told Mark, Mark, I go, Mark, just get a small one. I figured they'd been up a little bit. Right. So it was, it's small. And so I said, like, how much are they? And it showed me the price. I'm like, really? Did but you go I, to a tree farm? No. No. Went to Lowe's. I was going to say, yeah. The, the, uh, I didn't go. I, I was working. She, yeah. She uh, she went and took the- Now, that I did decorate. I did again this year my patriotic tree. I have a red, white, and blue decked out tree. Nice. Yeah. So we wanted decorating it for, yeah, we were going to have fun. Um, anyway. So... <sighs> we a lot of news this week, Carrie. Let me get started. Let's hope they get with the President Biden. Is that people uh, Senator Sinema, who can't be with us today, she's in Washington working on another major piece of legislation. A tremendous. This is crazy, you know, because Kristen Sinema, we're taping the show on Friday, so mm-hmm. she came out this morning and said she's leaving the Democratic Party. So mm-hmm. this was taped. This was at, <clears throat> you know, this was Biden. He was at the. Um, the new chip plant, the TSMC right. plant that's that's going to be out in Arizona. So this is just a few days ago. And conspicuously, Cinema wasn't there when all right. the other Arizona-to-be you know, uh, politicians were there, except for Kristen. So I wonder if she already knew at that point. Now, Biden, it was like funny. I'm watching the tape. He's like squinting when he's saying her name. I, I, do you think he knew something was up and, and mm, she was maybe. conveniently not invited? To mm-hmm. attend very and, much. And, and it's crazy, right? Because we had the Georgia runoff vote, right? And Warnock getting the you know the fifty one percent to be the fifty first seat in the Senate, right. right? And yet 
with cinema coming out and going independent, it kind of takes away some of that steam. Right. Now they still <clears throat> it's still going to be considered 5149. I don't know what Kristen's going to caucus with. She said she's not caucusing with the Republicans. She didn't really come out and say she's going to caucus with the Democrats either. Apparently, too, she doesn't attend the Democratic caucus meetings right. that often okay. already. Um obviously she's making a power play, so you still got Mansion in the midst, but she's making a power play, but anyway, so interesting, right? Um advocate for the people of, of Arizona and a leader in so many issues important to this state. Four of Arizona's representatives are here with me, Reuben, Greg, Tom, and Raul. And uh, where are you guys? Is this, oh they, we flew out together. They're still talking to me. Anyway, thank you, gentlemen, very much for all you've done to get us here today. And uh, champions for the constituents working to build an economy that doesn't leave anyone behind. Doesn't leave anyone behind. Gina Armando is an outstanding Secretary of Commerce, a fierce champion of U.S. industry, especially the semiconductors. I want to thank you to the business leaders here today. Tim Cook of Apple, where are you, Tim? All the biggies were there. He buys a few of these old chips. Uh, And And, uh, I hope these chip manufacturing plants get built in America. Oh, that would be great. We've got the Intel down here in Ohio. Uh, They need to get moving. And Sanjay of Micron. Sanjay has represented more than two dozen tech and manufacturing companies. And you're here because you're seeing what we're all seeing. America Manufacturing is back, folks. America Manufacturing is back. So that's his, so that's his line, Carrie. Mm-hmm. American Manufacturing mm-hmm. is back. I, do you believe it? I don't think so. I hope so, but I don't believe it. But, and then again, I don't believe very many politicians yeah, these I, days. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I hope it all works out. I mean, these are big, big plants, billions of dollars. And, and to it, have it here in this country would be huge. No, yeah, and, and where are you going to get the employees? I, I, Good again, luck with that. The skilled employees. All right, so what else is going on, Carrie? Um, we're talking this time of year, year-end planning, and I, I want to go over, again, things that we do with our clients every year until it almost becomes second nature when you turn talk about financial planning disciplines right and because there's nothing really you can do about the market Mm -hmm. um you can yeah you can choose what your allocation is whether you're going heavier in growth in stocks or more uh conservative in in fixed income items and you know the bonds the bonds are back harry right you know the, 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 the 60 40 obviously was dead this year but it doesn't mean necessarily the sixty forty is going to be dead forever. for the long run. Um, and bonds are back, and and as a matter of fact, if you're not into the short term fixed rate positions, you're not looking at them yet. Perhaps you should be. Right. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that today. Um, also, and the process of saying at this time of year, if you're trying to decide, you're trying to make a final tax maneuver, meaning. You're looking at where you think your taxes, based on your year-to-date taxable income, is coming in at, and you're thinking, hey, do you have room to take out an, some more than what than what you've done year-to-date in terms of, um, well, specifically IRAs. You know, right. if you're retired, the the idea is. What do you do? You just, you know, there's a lot of talk about Roth conversions, but right. maybe you ought to think of some things first before you just convert it all to Roth <laughs> IRA. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, 
Also, too, the we're, we're still there's still talk, Carrie, that the secure you know Act Two. <laughs> Do you think it'll get done? We'll get done. <clears throat> I, it's, we're running out of dates, right? I don't know, but they're they're still. Uh, still- yeah, I was going to say I would think they're pretty getting close to checking out. So i so if we've got time at the end, I'll talk a little bit about what's in the Secure Act too, um, and and how it could be changing your retirement plans in the future. Um, <clears throat> All right. Before that, too, though, I want to talk a couple of things this time of year. We get questions a lot about, Carrie, about qualified charitable distribution. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of confusing information. And a qualified charitable distribution, and many taxpayers have been forced to go to that maneuver when President Trump's Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, in effect, doubled the standard deduction, right? Correct. So there's <clears throat> 90% of Americans are no longer itemizing. Which means, though, after 2025, that means it reverts to the old one. So all these people that love this higher standard deduction isn't going to get it. Right. It's going to be cut back in half again. But same same thing. Some of the things that went away will come back. So that's still a long way away in in terms of Capitol Hill, but it will be here before you Mm -hmm. know it. The, the Back to the qualified trip distribution. So that's the idea that if you the law allows you to send money directly from your IRA directly to a charity and if you do that that's called a qualified <clears throat> charitable distribution meaning that when you go to report the IRA taxable distribution on your tax return you get to deduct the amount of taxable you know from the uh, from the amount of the of the charity donation that you gave so for example if your rmd was $10,000 and you gave $4,000 of that to charity you end up only reporting a $6,000 taxable ira distribution <laughs> the confusion comes in is because when you get the 1099r from the custodian it does not designate that there's no code or box right. on the <clears throat> current 1099R form that indicates that you you completed a QCD. Right. So it's up to the taxpayer to to report that on the return. So it's one of those items where we say you need to talk about um, – <clears throat> You know, coordination, coordination of advisors. Thank you. Coordination of advisors. This is always, especially if it's your first one. So you need to coordinate with your IRA custodian or your investment advisor if you're if you're requesting it from them to make sure that they're either sending the money directly to the charity now or they're they're making the check payable to the charity. They could still send it to you and you can hand it to the charity, but the check can't be made to you, right? Payable to you. Right. It's be payable to the charity. Um, also, you need coordination with the charity if they if it is going directly from the custodian to the church or the any charity you're choosing, you want to make sure that they know who it's coming from. And and in looking at that, Carrie, most of our clients do get a confirmation in writing back from the charity. Right. You know, which again is good, ta- good paper trail for your tax returns. Um, the third coordinator advisor, is, of course, <laughs> your your tax preparer. Right. Give him a heads up. Now, maybe he does have that year-end tax package that he sends you, and right. it's, it's ten pages long. And on page seven, there's one line about did you do a QCD and you miss it, right? Um, but how many people don't fill that out and just hand their tax preparer, especially or if you got a new one, all the te- here's my ten ninety nine. Right. That's my point. Here's my t- 
<clears throat> yeah. Here's my here's my tax information. Yeah, I'm not going to fill out this silly form here. The you know, especially if you're doing a standard deduction, no point in breaking right. anything out. All right. Here's here's my you know brown bag full of you know ten ninety nine. <clears throat> or shoot, even if you do it yourself. So yeah, so yeah, if you're doing it yourself, you know, make sure that you're if you're using one of the software programs that it leads you down that path. When and don't skip that, right? <clears throat> and if and but so so yeah, so you want to make sure that everyone is on board, everyone is aware because we have seen over the years that come up problems every <clears throat> year mm-hmm. where somebody was trying to implement a qualified charitable distribution and something went wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, it's also, there's some confusion about how old you have to be right. to trigger a QCD. <clears throat> and this is because of the SECURE Act 1. So the SECURE Act 1, which was passed in December of 2019, raised the required minimum age from 70 and a half to age 72. And coincidentally, the QCD age restriction was also 72. Right. But, but that was a separate... I'm sorry, 70, 70 and, a half. and a half. 70 right. and a half. So the, the QCD <clears throat> was 70 and a half. But that wasn't based on the RMD rule. That was a separate law when they based passed on the charitables? QCD. When they, when they made that a law, they just also happened to say you have to be 70 and a half, kind of corresponding right. with the RMD, right? But they were um, separate, independent laws. Right. So when the SECURE Act 1 raised the required minimum to age 72, the QCD age did not increase to 72. It still remains at 70 and a half. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not a big win if you do a QCD at age 70 and a half. In other words, if you work, because all you're doing is, yeah, you're taking money out of the IRA and you're giving it to charity. So you're not paying any taxes on it. Right. But, but you're also not getting a deduction. True, but you're lowering your future minimums, possibly. Yeah, you may be, theoretically, yeah, you could be lowering your future required minimum distribution because that money won't be in there. It's a much bigger win, though, once you become required minimum age, 72. Now you have to take that money out. But if you're doing big charitable distributions anyway... why and you're using the standard deduction, why not do it and get some benefits better than none? Right. Yeah, and, and and there's a, certainly a, if you're doing big big charitable contributions, and you're not required minimum age, there are also things you could be doing. You could be trying to bunch your charitable deductions, or you're trying to you know get over the uh, standard deduction every other year instead of you know every can't get over every year. Or you could be looking at donor advised funds. There, there's lots in the charitable arena if you're ch- such charitably inclined. Um, but anyways, QCDs. Yeah, if you're you're a good candidate, if you're over required minimum age, and you don't need your required minimum for uh, spending, right. and you do give to charity that you're not getting a deduction anymore, right. could be a great plan. Because you also get a little bit of an Ohio benefit. Because what you're doing in, in that situation, you're lowering your federal adjusted gross income when you do a QCD. And Ohio starts with federal adjusted gross income. So, so it's technically, a win-win. you're lowering your Ohio, who doesn't give you charitable deductions anyways. All right. Another one, too, is we've, we've had some questions about, hey, Mark, uh, my custodians tell me that there is now a 10 percent mandatory withholding on my IRA distributions. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know where this is coming from. I think it's from because we've had a few different companies recently tell the client this. And I think it's more on the form. They're defaulting to a 10 percent 
withholding, not that it's mandatory, because we couldn't find when it started coming up any IRS ruling on this. Right. <laughs> I think the current, you know, if you look it up on IRS.gov, um, it says that, you know, an IRA distribution paid to you is subject to 10% withholding unless, it's a big unless, you elect out of withholding or choose to have a different amount withheld. Right. You can avoid withholding taxes if you choose to do a trustee-to-trustee transfer to another IRA. We'll talk about that in a minute. Now, <clears throat> it's different for a qualified plan, such as a 401k, right? Right. In that situation, um, a retirement plan distribution paid to you is subject to a mandatory withholding of 20%, even if you intend to roll it over later. That you know, We know that. Right. So if you're <clears throat> just doing a 401k distribution, yeah, you might not be able to get out of that 20%. You can't elect out of that 20% mandatory federal right. withholding. But you should be able to elect out. If it's an IRA, you right. should be able to elect out of the 10% mandatory withholding if you don't want that. And we've had that come up a few times this year, and it was a struggle through customer service. Make sure you escalate it. Ask for a supervisor. Or say we're in writing. The default may be if you don't elect something else, the ten percent. But especially if you don't need to do withholding. I mean, because a lot of people, if back to the Roth conversion, you know, one of the things if you are doing Roth conversions, you don't necessarily want to do withholding on it because that kind of washes out some of the benefit. So if you were doing a Roth conversion and there was a ten percent mandatory federal withholding, you know, just yeah. So so escalate it up in the and 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 then be specific. Say, well, listen, Mister Custodian, I want to. Um, how, how would you say it, Carrie? Just, <clears throat> I, I want to. I want no withholding, and I understand the IRS ruling says I can opt for. Yeah, you know, I, I want to opt out of right. the ten percent. <clears throat> you tell me I cannot opt out for the ten percent, man. And when I get that form, I would write a line through it and say no withholding. I don't care, you know. And, and don't take our word for it. Ask your CPA. Right. And, and and get get a consensus um, but, about what. Out but there. if you call companies, I mean, no offense, even some of the good ones, you can get different answers when you talk to different people. Call the IRS. I'm sure mm. you'll get a quick. Oh, answer I was going to say, there. yeah. Good luck with that one. Um, now, the the idea of getting around it, yeah. So we have helped clients. So so <laughs> and so so let, let's say you had a 401k. Let's say you're not at required minimum age yet. You want to take money out because you need to buy the new car for the Christmas, right? So you're taking money out of your 401k and you don't need 20% mandatory for withholding. That's where the rollover comes in. So you could actually tell your 401k custodian, hey, roll this money out to an IRA that I've opened somewhere else, right? Because on a rollover, there is, you know, from a rollover from a 401k to an IRA, there is no 20% mandatory withholding, right? And then when it's at the IRA, then you take out the distribution and elect out of the 10% mandatory withholding. So there's, there's a ways you can work around the rules if you're smart about it. The other thing, too, is we have seen a situation where the companies may have unique rules on what percentage. You know, So we, like I know a couple of the custodians, the way they set up is you can elect zero federal withholding on your IRA distribution. Or the first level above that is 10%. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go up to 90%, you can do that. But you can't do like 5% withholding. It's, right. it's either zero or 10. Mm-hmm. So you may come across those rules from time to time. And again, that's, that's why if you, you know, you, you, with the planning process is knowing that the, the other one always comes up too is will your IRA or your 401k custodian support Ohio withholding? 
Mm, some do depends. and some don't because Ohio doesn't require them to. Uh, and until Ohio uh, abolishes their state income tax, I talked about that right, last, last week's week. show. You can go back and listen to the podcast. You know, you, if you're still dealing with Ohio withholding, you need to uh, find out which of your tax qualified custodians support Ohio withholding, and you know if you're using that as a way to to pay your your taxes. Um, so a couple of things there uh, at year end that come up, you know, if, if you're making your final RMDs and you don't want, you know, withholding elections, if you're thinking of a qualified charitable distribution, what, you know, how you plan that so you don't get any fan mail from the IRS. All right. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 at 9 a.m. We're here to give you helpful information on issues that can <clears throat> impact your financial life whether you're working or already in your retirement years. And we're sponsored by the estate planning team. And the estate planning team is an affordable fee-based fiduciary planning firm that builds custom financial plans and helps people through unbiased objective analysis. So they understand how um, short-term decisions impact the (laughs) long-term outcome and how they can make a better informed decision, whether it's timing of social security pension election, IRA distribution or company plan distribution, Roth conversions, or when I can afford to retire, or are you underspending, overspending, what growth rate do you need to make your plan last, and how much risk you really need to take on. We're not investment advisors. Um, What we do is look at your assets in terms of risk, growth, and tax efficiency. Our clients either work with, uh, we work with their existing investment advisor, or they do investments on their own, and that's fine with us. And we do offer a free no obligation, no pressure consultation by phone or in person to see if you can benefit from our services. And we're scheduling now through the, and actually December's been turned out to be quite busy. Um, and we're scheduling through the end of February of next year. So if you want to go ahead and get on the schedule again, we can do it by phone or in person and we'll run preliminary analysis. You can call us or email us through the website at 440-239-2090. Leave a message. We'll call you back on Monday. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit us at financialfoodforthought.com. You can sign up for the newsletter that has tax alerts. And as I get financial relevant news, I'll pass that along. Um, and alerts. There's a the newsletter again. You can listen to our podcast, and there's some incentives for the free consultation if you come in. And that's again 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Just and, and one thing on the, the QCD, I, I always mention sometimes I get the question mark, how much can I do? And under the current law, it's a hundred thousand okay. dollars, which is a pretty high threshold. Yeah. Um, and and by the way, if you're a married couple and each of you have your own IRAs, you get each do a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So it's it's a pretty high threshold. And you know, we I may be talking about the Secure Act too. One of the versions of the Secure Act two wants to increase that with an inflation rate. So that would that hundred thousand would be going up with inflation over the coming years, but. We'll talk maybe more about Secure Act Two today later on. Um, all right, so so year end planning. So it, the template that I'm referring to, and, and I talked a little bit about this before. It's the idea of of the of the client or the taxpayer who's saying, "All right, I 
at this point of the year, I'm going to look to see where I'm coming out in terms of taxes. You know, mm-hmm. where are my taxable income? How much of, you know, if I'm, if I'm a W-2 employee, where my wages are? Um, if I'm self-employed, what, what's the year looking at? <laughs> if I'm retired, you know, how much capital gains have I incurred or losses in this year that may be up to, right? Um, or how much IRA distributions have I done year to date? And, and what's my dividends? What's my interest? You know, any, any of those things that could, you know, could be causing what your taxable income is. And then you're saying, okay, I, how much room do I have before my next tax threshold? Mm-hmm. The common example, Carrie, you, you know, you give often is if you're in a zero bracket, well, maybe that's you ought to be no, maxing out zero. To me, that's a no brainer and often one that's frequently missed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's surprisingly how often. Especially if you're before minimum required distribution. Why would you not take it out? Maybe you need it for spending or put it in something else. One of those fixed short term vehicles that have a good rate because you don't know what might. Or if you believe that some stock will come back, do it, you know, invest it in that. So as a, as a template, meaning it's a process that you may look at every year, but the idea is what you did last year may not be what you do this year, might not be the decision you make next year. The process is the same. It's just that your solution or your, your final decision is going to change from year to year based on all these other variables in that particular year. We're very active planners at the state planning team. We, we just don't rely on that. Oh, I just do the same thing you've always done. Well, no, that doesn't make a lot of sense to us. Um, especially if something has changed, you know, dramatically in your financial life. Retirement, you know, from working to retirement or an inheritance or uh, you become a widow or widower, you know, any of those life changing events. Um, All right. So instead, so there's a lot of talk this year about Roth conversions. You know, they're saying, okay, I want to, if I've got room on my tax return, I'm going to take some money out of my IRA and I'm going to convert it over to Roth IRA. So I get the tax free Mm -hmm. treatment. Especially I want to do it this year because my stocks are down. I'm getting a little tax discount for converting. I'm just going to hold the shares anyways, but now I'll be holding those shares in the, in my Roth IRA. So when those, when the company comes back, when the, when the stock comes back, cause I do believe that it will come back. It's always come back before. So I believe it, you know, it's going to come back again. All that regrowth comes back tax free in my Roth IRA as opposed to coming just back tax deferred in the IRA. And also, like you're saying, Carrie, I'm going to use the lower Trump tax rates that expire at the end of 2025, unless Republicans get enough votes to make them permanent or extend them. But do you think tax rates are going to ever be the lower or permanent? Well, some people think if the the government ever gets serious about paying off the debt, tax rates are going to have to go up, right? That's what I'm saying. But Um, do you think they're ever going to... Not my... No, I was going to say, have they ever ever made tax rates permanent? Usually it's kick it down the road, patch it. I don't think the government will ever pay off the debt in my lifetime. No, Um, I'm talking about even the tax rate. Everything's always... For the most part, temporary or a patch or up to the deadline, we're going to next two years. But as opposed to just blindly saying, okay, I've got room to do $20,000 taxable IRA distribution and I'm going to put all of it in a Roth. Now, first go through the template. So first, do you need any of that for current year spending or do you have any big ticket items planned in the next 12 to 18 months? 
Because one of the things that you can protect you and your family against a recession, which a lot of people think is coming, is that you don't want to have to sell your stocks low if mm-hmm. you don't want to. So the idea is if you are planning to buy that new car and you you were saying, okay, I'm going to need cash to do that. And I don't want to risk, you know, leaving everything invested because I know what's going to happen the day I need to buy the car. Stocks are going to be down, right? So the idea is, okay, if I have room, I'm going to take that out of the IRA, but I'm not going to convert the Roth. I'm going to leave it in my cash reserve because I plan on using it in the short term. Or let's say you're not planning any big, you know, items, but you believe that your cash reserve is a little too short. Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, having a good cash reserve for those unplanned things is important in, di- in, in dire economic times. So you may say, okay, I'm going to take money out of the IRA, but I need to build up my cash reserve. Yeah, I want a, a bigger bit. cushion. Okay. Um, but let's say none of those two apply. You, you don't have any short term needs and your cash reserve is adequate. Okay. Then maybe you convert to Roth IRA, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not going to need it for a while. And, and now you're lowering your future required minimum distributions and a Roth IRA. You don't have to take money out if you, if it's your Roth IRA, you know, from a, from a required minimum distribution standpoint. And if you never spend it and you're leaving it to your children, okay, they get the, they inherit the Roth IRA and they get it tax free. They still have to get it out. You know, a non-spouse beneficiary has now the new 10-year rule to, to get distributions out or to, you know, inherited IRAs or Roth IRAs. But at least it would be in the Roth IRA, it would be tax-free to them. So, so again, now, now some, though, clients carry fall into a fourth category. And they're the ones who are saying, well, Mark, I don't know if I'm going to need that cash or not. I think my cash reserve is adequate, but I'm thinking about buying a new car, which is going to wipe it out or whatever. So I'm up on the fence. I don't know if I should leave it in cash or convert it to Roth. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in in those situations, you may still do the Roth conversion. So you're getting it in to the tax-free Roth IRA wrapper forever, and you're mm-hmm. starting the five-year um, holding period to get the earnings out tax-free. But you don't necessarily want to run the risk of investing it in a long-term position, such as a stock or an right. equity fund, because what if you do need it? And, you know, see, if you let's say you convert $20,000 to a Roth IRA. That becomes your basis in your Roth IRA, right? Because you're right. paying taxes to get it over there. So as long as you're over 59 and a half, you can, you know, the, the, the five-year holding rule, if this is your first Roth conversion, for example, the five-year holding rule is only for the earnings before you can get the earnings out tax-free. Right. The mm-hmm. basis you can get out first. The law allows you that, and you could get that out tax-free. So in other words, you could do a $20,000 Roth conversion and next year take out 10000 and not be penalized in any way. You know, you'd still get that ten thousand out mm-hmm. tax free. So, so certain, so in that certain scenario, they may say, okay, I'm going to do the twenty thousand conversion, but I'm not going to invest at all. I'm going to leave some in cash. Okay. Until I get 
until I'm more comfortable or know that I don't, I didn't need that because I didn't buy the new car or I didn't have the cash emergency or I've, now with longer time, I've built up my cash reserve. So at some point in the future, I, I can always make another decision to reinvest that Roth IRA cash into some other Roth IRA investment, right? But at least it's in the tax-free wrapper forever. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, and so th- there's, you know, that there's different ways to do it. Now, with we we mentioned at the top of the show, you know, short term rates look really attractive right now. Mm-hmm. All right, so if, if you think about it, if you wanted to, let's say you were going to do the conversion, but you were concerned about market risk, right? So that's mm-hmm. why you weren't putting it into the market, right? Okay, it wasn't necessarily you were thinking you may need cash out. You are more thinking. I'm, I'm worried about market declines in the recession, right? And the volatility I'm not comfortable with. So you can then say, well, I can. You can still move it to Roth IRA. It doesn't have to go into high risk assets. As a matter no, of fact, you can go into anything. Right. Actually, CDs, um, you know, gold, um, uh, annuities, annuities, anything. Mm. You, you know. So the idea is. And, and, and it's, it's like the old, it was like an old wise tale. Remember for what you mentioned annuities. Remember for a while it was like, oh, you never buy an annuity inside an IRA or like, you know, well, no, (laughs) many people buy annuities and IRAs. But I also see people coming in sometimes and they've panicked about the market. And instead of, you know, you don't put anything in all stocks or all mutual funds or all annuities where people are putting 100% into an annuity because they're worried about the stock market, which isn't always a good thing either. But usually it's how much over what time frame, what's the purpose? It's a good fixed option. Right. And and one of the reasons why, you know, people do put annuities inside a, a 401k or 403b or uh, uh, you know, because the four hundred one k's, the Secure Act one now is saying you are allowed, those companies are allowed to offer annuities now in four hundred one k's, is because it can be turned into a guaranteed income stream, like right. a self pension, which you can't do, you know, with something else. So, so it's the same thing. You, you, but there's no restrictions about putting a fixed annuity in a Roth IRA, right? Okay. Um, so now, when you think about it, <coughs> when you add the tax free benefit of the earnings. It might not come out too bad. So, so Carrie, let's for example, you know the client who's who say they're they're going to buy a uh, they're going to choose that they're worried that you know they're going to move they're going to do the Roth conversion, but they're a little bit worried for the next few years about whether this recession and and they don't really want to put in stocks. So or so they're going to buy a, a three year jumbo CD. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's it's and, and they can get a locked in right now. What maybe three and a half percent, Carrie? Maybe maybe more. four. Yeah, let's say three and a half percent. So they're going to get a 3.5% three-year CD in their Roth IRA. And then they said, okay, at the end of the three years, I'll, I'll have a better idea of whether what I want to do with that money long-term. Okay. All right. Well, now let's calculate what the equivalent of a taxable account, you know, so basically you do the reciprocal math, Carrie, right? So, so let's say you're in a 25% federal and Ohio tax right. bracket, right? So you take one minus 0.25, and that gives you 0.75, right? Okay. So you take the three and a half percent CD rate divided by 0.75. So you're, uh, you're you're basically your rate of return after tax rate of return is 4.67. Okay. Well, that might not be too bad. No. You may be okay with that sideline move right now, right? 
and say, okay, I'm just going to, you know, you know, because safety for a lot of people is more important right now. Okay. And, and I am not saying you're going to leave it in CDs in your Roth IRA forever. Right. At some point you may want to go a portion of it to go back in the market. Now, what if you, you know, you mentioned the, the annuities. What about a, you know, a multi-year guarantee annuity carry, right? A MIGA, we call those, right? Um, so let's say you go out four years there and let's say you can get five. Okay? Right. Okay. So doing that same math, <clears throat> the 5% in a MIGA Roth IRA annuity, um, is going to be equivalent of 6.67% for five years. Nice. I, I mean, I, you know, that may not be the end of the world. No. Um, and, and that's what we're saying is that if you're not looking at the short-term fixed rate p- positions right now, maybe you should be. Right. Especially if you're concerned that this country is going to go in a recession and you're going to see the market go lower. Now, a lot of people think we're closer to the bottom than not in the market, but who knows? Right. <clears throat> but regardless, um, call for a free no obligation consultation. We're happy to do that by phone or in person to see what opportunities you may be missing out on, what problems you're headed for, what things are you worried about. We model in our plan so you know when you can realistically afford to retire and what you can spend. A lot of people aren't spending because they're worried. And in essence, they may be okay. And other people who think they're okay aren't. And it's it's better to know as much as planning is about saving money and getting the most net benefit. <clears throat> a huge part of it is about peace of mind and knowing what steps to take and strategies to use both during your lifetime and creating your desired passage to your family or your beneficiaries. You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440 440- Two three nine twenty ninety, or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right, and listen to Mark <clears throat> Dolly and Kara Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. And over those decades, we've certainly gone through economic downturns, and we certainly have tried to teach our clients that the idea of financial planning discipline isn't that you can protect yourself from economic downturns. I mean, in other words, there's nothing you can do <laughs> to stop them. Right. You, you know, they, they, they happen, they're cycles, but you can be active and saying, how do I limit the, or how do I judge? Is it going to affect my financial plan materially? Mm-hmm. And, and of course that does mean how much risk are you taking in your investments? So for example, versus how much risk do you need to be okay you know, and, and, and that's hard to do that type of math in your head, but it's also being active and saying, okay, as we go through these cycles, stocks go through cycles, bonds go through cycles, you know, fixed rates go through cycles. You know, are you always being active and saying, okay, I need to, to try to sweeten my pot a little bit. I'm not just going to let things, you know, in other words, if, if you're, and that's the whole point, if you were just saying, yeah, I don't, I don't want to invest anything in the market right now, so I'm just going to leave my cash under the mattress. Well, no, maybe there's something a little bit better you can be doing. Now, we get a lot of talk about I-bonds along those lines, too, mm-hmm. Carrie, right? Um, and I-bonds are, they're fine. I mean, right. in a rise, they're I, fixed. I mean, you know, they're backed by the government. There's a limit on how much you can do each year per person. Yeah, and the rates can vary, right? The rates can change. So, so, Okay, so 
I mean, everyone got excited, right? Because earlier in the year, you you saw the headlines are saying that I bonds were paying nine point six two percent, right? Mm-hmm. And those were bonds that were issued May through October of twenty twenty two. Okay, and, and then the but so then then after that, then they come out with new rates, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So the for example, that boat has already sailed. Okay. Right. Because the mm-hmm. new rates for November 22 through April of 23 is no longer 9.62%, it's 6.89%. Which still isn't bad. That's no. a good fixed rate. Okay. And actually I bonds have two rate components. One in inflation rate, um and that's the one that we I'm kind of talking about, it's just adjusted every 6 months. And but there's also a fixed rate, okay, which remains the same for the life of the bond. Well, so even though that uh, adjustable rate went down in the latest issue, the fixed rate went up a little bit. So the fixed rate on those newer bonds is 0.4%. Not too exciting. No. But better than the previous 0%. Right. Okay. Um, and the bond, they are 30-year bonds. Mm-hmm. You can hold them for 30 years um, if you hold the bonds to maturity. Um, interest is, uh, you, you know, I think most of it's semi-annually. It's compounded semi-annually. Uh, and here, let's see. The inflation rate is based on the change in the non-seasonably adjusted consumer price index for the all urban consumers. Blah 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 blah. Okay, so that's how that's the that's the inflation index that they use. Um, now you mentioned the limit, right? So mm-hmm. you can only buy ten thousand per year. Per person. Okay, and and you have to go directly to Treasury Direct. You can't go down to the bank mm. and buy. No, and you got to be able to do it online. Online, all right. And if you and and I and I guess we heard some stories that while that when that nine point six two percent rate was going to expire, they they got a little busy at Treasury Direct. Right, a lot of people were trying to do it at the last minute and weren't able to get through. Had system issues. Right. Um, because we don't all procrastinate about things. Now you may be able to do an additional five thousand. So, so Carrie, if with your tax refund, okay, okay. So if you if you have a tax, if you file your tax return and you're getting a refund, they allow you to buy some of that refund up to five thousand dollars. You could buy more. Okay. Now it, I think it's five thousand limited per couple. You know, married jointly, they, they each can't do five. I think you know five. So. Uh, <coughs> And you can't redeem the bonds in the first year. Okay. Um, and if you cash it in before five years, you forfeit the most recent three months of interest. So, so they're 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 a little bit a little bit in the weeds there, but certainly if you had the cash and you you know you you're looking for fixed income, that might not be too right. bad. Um, and looking at how the sixty forty performance did this carry anything looks good. <laughs> right. All right. Um, but it's okay. I don't think the death of the sixty forty is forever. I, I think. Um, <coughs> Look how well it did for how many years? Yeah, Jim Paulson is a contrarian here. You know, he he came out, heard him interviewed on Bloomberg this week, um, and he was an investment in capital. You know, he's an, an investment advisor, Carrie, and he's he's thinking that there's just too much pessimism out there. Oh, you think uh, the uh, you know, and and he he got into the weeds a little bit because he was kind of comparing like the last eleven recessions, and the fact that 
normally the stock market doesn't start declining till you're kind of already in the recession. But right. he said this case, you know, even though early in the year was a technical recession, right? Because he had the first two quarters negative GDP, barely negative. But then it, the consensus wasn't the recession had hit yet, and, and the latest GDP was nowhere near negative. So, so he's saying, but if the recession, comes, but he still had the stock market drop. You know, he had the S and P off twenty five percent. So he said it's already at the bottom. In, in other words, the the market is already priced in the recession. So okay, speak, right. Um, he also said the CEOs have all priced it. He said 100 percent of CPOs say they're expecting a re- uh, CEOs are expecting recession next year, so they've already baked it in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, it's not going to be a surprise recession, right? right? Um, like right, no yeah. one knew it was coming. Yeah, and and that's that's the 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 prophecy, right? That maybe if everyone thinks it's recom- it's coming, maybe it won't. It won't. All right. Um, all right. So I have time for the Secure Act too. Yeah, Karen. you do. All right, I'm going to find that. Let's see what I want to say. And you go ahead and give the numbers out. And I'll just... <clears throat> I was going to say, take advantage of a free consultation, even if you want to wait until after the holidays. We're scheduling in January and February by phone or in person, and we'll run preliminary analysis, probably something you haven't seen before. Even if you have other advisors, what we do is very different, and we have affordable hourly and comprehensive retainer fees. We do this without pressure. If we think we can help you, We'll tell you and lay it out and what, how much we think it'll take to accomplish what you're looking for. And you can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So Secure Act 2. A lot of bipartisan support. A lot of versions of it, Carrie, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Remember, we, we've been talking about the Secure Act 1, which passed in December of 2019, right before the COVID shutdown. And, but there was always talk about they wanted to go further, and, and there is, there's multiple bills that, that have been bouncing around right. Capitol Hill. The, the, now they just have to come up with a consensus. Um, Okay, so the major three ones are out. So you have the Securing a Strong Retirement Act, okay, and that has about 50 provisions, and that passed the House in March, okay? Um, Then you have the Retirement Improvement and Savings Enhancement to Supplement Healthy Investments. They come up with these, you know, because they're trying to get the acronym NESTAG Act. Oh, I just think we should just knock it off with the Um, acronyms. Okay, um, the Rise and Shine Act. So that's okay. the Rise and Shine Act, the Retirement Improvement and Savings Enhancements to Supplement Healthy Investments. Okay. That's the Rise and Shine Act. Okay. Um, and then you've got the Enhancing American Retirement Now Act, otherwise known as the EARN Act. Okay. Um, all right. So together, the three – this is a nice little summary that, that – these guys put together. So together, the three bills include 146 wide-ranging provisions. Of those, 30 of them are essentially the same in all three bills. There are six provisions in all three bills that seek the same objective but take different approaches. And finally, there are 52 provisions in the bills that are standalone. Okay, 32 in the Earn Act, 14 in the Rise and Shine Act, and six in the House Bill. Okay. Um, so what are some of the provisions that are in all three bills? Okay. Um, 
So that one is they want to further expand eligibility for long-term, part-term, long-term, part-time employees to make 401k plan contributions by lowering the service requirement from three years to two years. Now, so, <laughs> I call these all these bills, Gary. I call it you can lead. I, I call it that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Bill. Right, exactly. Be, because you can make it easier for. American employees to fund company retirement plans. It doesn't mean they're going to do it. Exactly. All right. Um, But they're still trying. All right. Um, A second one, permit employers to make matching contributions to a 401k, 403b, or simple IRA based on qualified student loan payments. Employees who are making payments on their student loans but not contributing to their retirement plans because they don't have the cash flow to do right. both uh, would be able to get employer matching contributions. So apparently there's not a lot of hope that the President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan is going to go through the Supreme No, I don't Court. think so, yeah. All right, uh, which is something that we had said for in the beginning. Right. We were very, you know, I still think maybe – it's already out there. It's going to be too hard to rein in, but we'll see what the Supreme Court says. Um, okay. Um, index the currently unindexed amount, the additional thousand an IRA owner can contribute annually to the IRA beginning after age 50. This is the catch up contribution right here. Cause remember we've always joked about that, you know, kind of sidebar and saying, okay, yeah, the, the amount you can contribute to an IRA is going up, but the darn catch up is never going up. It's always been a thousand dollars, right? And and so this law would this if this passes, it would change that and say, yeah, the thousand dollar would also go up um, with inflation. Another one, this I think would be a, a very good part too. Permit penalty free withdrawals from retirement plans for individuals in case of domestic abuse. Oh, now that's a good one. But how are they gonna? How are they gonna, I was going to say, because how are they going to look for a police report submitted with? Yeah, I, th- see, that's the thing. In theory, it sounds good. But the reality of anybody who takes off say, oh, right. I was emotionally abused. So tax laws are going to define mm-hmm. what abuse is? Yeah, see, I, I, that's, yeah, I, I think know. the intention was good there. I don't think. Um. Okay, modify Treasury Department regulations that now prohibit exchange-traded funds from being included in the segregated account of a variable insurance contract to allow EFT, the ETFs to be included. Well, that's getting kind of the weeds, but that's the idea. You know, One of the reasons why ETFs, as opposed to mutual funds, are popular is because ETFs have less inherent internal management fees. Right. Okay, so that's why a lot of professional investment advisors, especially in a taxable account, have gone to them. Right. Because it's actually lowering the fee that 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 their customers pay as opposed to a mutual fund. All right. Um, so they're, they're trying to expand that concept a little bit. Um, remove some limitations of current Treasury Department qualifying longevity annuity contracts. You know, those are the QLACs, Gary. We don't talk too much about no. QLACs. You know, that's the idea that um, under the current law, you know, if you were concerned that you're, if you had to start required minimum distributions at 72, that you would wipe out your IRA too fast for your longevity purposes. Right. So it's a way that you can take a certain amount of your qualified plans, whether they be, you know, company retirement plans or IRAs, <coughs> and buy a QLAC, which then ex- it, 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 it defers the required minimums 
uh, you right. know, you can defer all the way to age 85, as a matter of fact. Okay. Um, but you can't, but right now it's limited to the lesser of 25% of your retirement funds or $145,000. Okay. Um, so the, uh, so they're talking about expanding that concept. You know, the fact okay. that we're living longer and everybody's fear is I'm going to run on money before life. And those required minimums, even raising it from 70 and a half to 72 is still too risky. Right. Um, and that's why, you know, now what's what one of the things that's different in all the bills, although the consistent idea is they do want to raise, they do want, want to, to raise, raise the required minimum age beyond age 72. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, for example, the House bill increases the RMD age from 72 to 75 by making it age 73 in year 2023. Age seventy four in year twenty thirty. Well, they better get moving if it's twenty twenty three. Well, that's that. Yeah, (laughs) age seventy five in twenty thirty three. Yeah, there are there are a lot of people think this is going to be done by the end of the year, Carrie. Okay, I'd be Um, shocked if they can get anything done. Now, the Earn Act would increase the age from seventy two right up to seventy five, effective after twenty thirty one. So there's you know so that I think they could come up with a compromise. so let's see what else. Um, they want to create a retirement savings lost and found. Okay. A national database for Americans to find lost retirement accounts. Well, okay. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. How much is that going to cost? I, I mean, but you can kind of control that yourself, can't you? Can I, I mean, keep track of your old 401k. Or call the state. But, I mean, yeah. Um, now, um, some of the things that I've got the mixed reviews on is that, you know, th- that would provide that all catch-up contributions to qualified retirement plans are going to be <laughs> Roth's treatment. Okay. Okay. So, in other words, um, see, because right now the catch-up contributions are still tax-deferred. This, you wouldn't get a tax deduction for the catch-up contribution, but, but it'd be in Roth. But so, what if a Roth company doesn't offer a Roth 401k? Well, they're, they're saying, right. they want, yeah, they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to have to. Um, permit an employee to elect option to treat employer matching contributions and other employer contributions to 401k for the B47 as after-tax Roth contributions. All right, so there are some <clears> things <throat> coming. Carrie, I got to get All right. right, call the estate planning team at 440 239 2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.